the number. Next rain chance comes in on Thursday, just a 20% chance of rain. Better chances overnight and into early Friday morning. Tuesdays for Hope with New Directions right now on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Talk 94.5. It is 940 on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers on this Tuesday morning. It is Tuesdays for Hope, and um, we are one microphone down, Kathy, so we're going to be sharing this microphone. So, um, Kathy Jenkins from New Directions of Horry County, we have this segment every single um, Tuesday to bring hope to the community. There's a lot going on uh, that you should know about, and there's actually an event coming up on the 15th um, at Futrell Park, and I mentioned it earlier this morning, you can go on to um, Echo, uh, Echo that's so tricky, echousing.org, echousing.org. This is an event that is sponsored by Echo and the Rolling Forward Project. It's going to be happening at 10 a.m. on April 15th, Friday at Futrell Park, right on um, Mr. Joe White Avenue. And uh, it's actually near the men's shelter, not far. And it's a resource fair for the homeless. Do you know much about it, Kathy? Um, yes, it's a great opportunity for people to come out and see what kind of resources are available for um, those who are homeless, those who are at risk of being homeless. Um, so it's going to be a great event. Uh, everybody needs to share it and um, send people out who need help, who want to know what kind of resources are available in the community. There's a lot of um, issues with rent. We were just talking about rent being an issue. Are you seeing a lot of people that are victims of evictions and, um, you know, not just not making being able to make ends meet? We're starting to see more and more of that. And um, uh, interestingly enough, um, our guest today is the CEO of the Eastern Carolina Home Housing Organization, ECHO, and, um, and, and they are a great resource. They're a great partner of ours in many ways, and, um, and Joey Smoke is here to talk to everybody today about what they're doing for those people who are being evicted to try to keep them from being evicted, along with many other things that ECHO does here in our community. All right. Well, welcome to the show for the first time, Joey Smoke from Echo. I've heard a lot about you. I've heard a lot about Echo. I see the vehicles on the roadway. Um, tell us about uh, your story about how you've came, you came to Echo. Well, I came to Echo back in 2014 from any length recovery over in Sumter, South Carolina. Uh, and, and I'll speak for myself. Our organization is a little bit different. Over half of our staff have lived experience of homelessness and addiction, which is another issue here, and mm-hmm. I'll speak only for myself. So I'm a recovered addict, 16 mm-hmm. and a half years, and I went through one of the programs that we now run, which was oh, any length over wow. in Sumter. Uh, we don't run any length, but that grant program is, is in our portfolio. Mm-hmm. So I came down in 2014. Um, we had written a grant to the VA to help uh, homeless combat vets, and uh, we're awarded that grant from the VA, and that's what brought me from Sumter to here and right. we've expanded to a little over 25 different grant programs now wow from the okay. one in 2014 now um these grants um that you get uh what are you know what are the qualifications for some of them because you you need to be doing great things in order to be awarded these grants so what are yes. they looking for usually well literal homelessness someone that's living on the street someone that's in a shelter someone that's 
sofa surfing, so to speak. If you do not have a housing agreement in your name, you're considered officially homeless. Okay. So then the other side of it, which you touched on a minute ago, is the eviction. So they consider that a homeless prevention grant program. Somebody is imminently at risk of becoming homeless in the next 14 days. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at an eviction, somebody's providing you temporary shelter, whatever the case may be, then you, we also have grant funds in place to be able to stay off that eviction or move you from where you are and put you into a new housing mm -hmm. opportunity. You know, there are just so many pitfalls out there. Yes. And um, I've heard so many stories of people that, you know, for one reason or another, they're in a situation where they're so insecure about their housing and they're having to move from place to place to place. And, and I just keep hearing the same story that the rent is just impossible. During, and, you know, during the pandemic, what we've experienced from 2020 until now, the rents are about about 34 to 36 percent. Wow. Units that we used to be able to get for 850 for a client, for somebody that needs it, a household, are now 12 to $1,400. Jeez. One of our programs is called Permanent Supportive Housing. That's for people that are chronically homeless, which means you've been on the street for a year or more, mm -hmm. or four times in a three-year period that totally three years, mm -hmm. that totally year. And you have to have a disability according mm. to the federal government. So we had one house that was a three-bedroom house with a family of six, four of them with disabilities. The rent was 950 The lease ended February 28th. March 1st, it went to $1,500. Wow. Which puts it out of the HUD fair market rent, which means we couldn't be in that property, but the landlord got willing to come down a little bit because of who was housed in the, in the property. There are some other programs that we have, and I know it's a common thing in, in South Carolina with domestic violence. South Carolina is always somewhere in the top five or ten, whether you look at what statistics. Horry County is always from one to two between here or Richland County. Mm -hmm. You know, deaths due to criminal and domestic violence, the episodes themselves. That There's not a house or a place for that in Horry County. There are two crisis houses for domestic violence here in Myrtle Beach, undisclosed location that we actually operate. And we partner with Family Justice Center, who provides the DV services. Okay. Substance use programs. They're... Mm -hmm. Four houses here that we operate for that, a women's recovery program, a residential recovery program. Uh, we purchased an old assisted living nursing home for veterans where we have 40 veterans that mm -hmm. were homeless. And there's been over 2,000 veterans served since 2014 when we started, really January of 15. And we serve 13 counties, not just Horry County. Mm -hmm. But 85% of all of our numbers are Horry County. Wow. Is that because people are gravitating here for certain reasons? Till the Atlantic Ocean goes away, it's yeah. not going to change. <laughs> exactly. It's a and big Kathy draw. Kathy knows the experience. There's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of transient people come from all the outlying communities. And, you know, if, if resources are available, like you do with a county like Marion, Marion County doesn't have resources. Mm -hmm. Georgetown County, no resources. So, so they don't have a, quote, homeless problem. They got one. <laughs> yeah. We have, they, a, we have a. We have a, their problem. Yeah. And, and my per, I mean, we have a big city homeless problem. Mm hmm yeah. And it spans the whole Grand Strand. Yes. Although people don't want to admit that, yes. um, that are in leadership, you know, not in my backyard type of thing, but we all know it's in everyone's backyard and it should be a concern for everybody. Why is, um, you know, uh, a lot of people see the homeless um, issue as being a nuisance more than a societal ill um, I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering what your take is on it. Um, why should should a person who has a job, who has a house, be concerned with homelessness? Why is it Anybody in, in, in the United States today, Horry County, could be one paycheck away from being homeless. Mm -hmm. If it's financial reason. What we find, and you know, this past year, I think we've served 
little over 2,000 people in the 13 counties. They're, again, 85% Horry County. Mm-hmm. The underlying addiction, okay, what's the core issue of the homelessness? I was homeless, but mine was due to drug addiction. Mm-hmm. Mental illness, drug addiction, and or one or the other. I mean, the federal government defines addiction or alcoholism as a mental illness. So that's 85% of the problem. The thought that's out there sometimes that someone is homeless because they choose to be. I'm not going to say <clears throat> there's not people that mm-hmm. like that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Very few. It, it, there, there are they reasons usually there. are suffering from a mel- mental illness that makes them think that that's what they Yeah, mental they illness, addiction, mm-hmm. domestic violence, you name yeah. it. Uh, the issues are there. So without dealing with that, you're not dealing with the core issue, and it's like a hamster wheel. It's just mm-hmm. a repeating cycle. So give us some of the numbers here. You've given us some percentages of what we're looking at with the homeless um, uh, community here. Um, tell us, you know, what are what are we looking at, like, are we getting enough help that we need financially from whether it's the federal government or the state government? Are we getting the right share of the pot when we have uh, we're we have so much homelessness as compared to the outlying areas around us? It's a great question. Uh, this is my personal opinion, not mm-hmm. an echo opinion. Yeah. Federally, with the VA and HUD, who are the main providers of homeless assistance funds, it goes by a pro rata need. So they establish what is your homeless population. Mm-hmm. So every year, ECHO is responsible for, we're the lead agency for what's called a continuum of care. HUD establishes geographic areas for every state in the country. Our continuum of care is a 13-county area. Mm-hmm. So when we do that count the third week of January, Horry County has led the state in unsheltered homeless population for the last, as far as I could remember, I've been doing this 16 years. Horry County is always the highest. The number is not accurate, in my opinion, because it's around 700. Is what mm-hmm. Horry County shows, unsheltered on the street, mm. not in the shelter, not in anybody's house, just okay. on the street. My guess would be from what we do and how many people are on our, mm-hmm. they don't call a waiting list, the priority list, and what Kathy's, what they go through, if somewhere around 1,500 to 2,000 wow. would be my guess. And by the number of people we in, serve. You're doing it in January. I mean, yeah. the, the population probably peaks. If you did it in the summer, it would be twice that. Yeah, and then you're saying it's right. even twice than that. Mm-hmm. If they let you count people that are doubled up, like you got two families in one house, one of those families is homeless. Mm-hmm. They don't have a housing agreement, right. a lease, or an occupancy agreement. Is this oh. problem getting worse, Jimmy? Joey? It, it's, Sorry. um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and the pandemic calls that. And, you know, you asked for some of the numbers. The one program that the U.S. Treasury awarded, the Emergency Rental Assistance Program, is called ERAP. Mm-hmm. Horry County was one of the seven counties that got it directly from the Treasury. Okay. The other counties go through the State Housing and Finance Authority. We've been doing it since the end of June, really, the first week of July. And I'll give you the numbers. Yeah. So you got the homeless population that I estimated and told you about. This is how many households that we've served with this emergency rent to prevent evictions up until April 11th. 1,909 households. There's okay. over 3,000 people in those households. This is just Horry County. Mm-hmm. Um, the so, evictions that were actually prevented, they had an eviction notice, yeah. 1299 of them, and that totals $11,104,000. So it costs that much money to keep those people, those 1,300 <clears throat> households still in the home, and, you know, there's two or three people in a household at right. least. Um, and is that only for this month? That's like, for the five and a half months, about six months. Okay. <clears throat> now so, there's 858 applications we're processing now that are seeking the rental assistance. Okay. And they're coming in at about 60 a week. 
And how so, much more money is there to go around? There were $18.1 million awarded in round one and round two. We've requested an additional, or the county has, an mm-hmm. additional $10 million from the state. The state seems to have a problem spending it in some of these other counties. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the Treasury has, I won't say loose, but the regulations that says were you directly or indirectly affected by COVID. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know how anybody in the United States has not been affected by right. COVID, especially economically or financially. Mm-hmm. Gas prices, food, building. Mm-hmm. You go to buy furniture, you go to buy anything, and it's way, way more than what it used to yeah. be. The rents have gone up. The new car dealerships have no new cars. You can't get them. So used cars are up 35%. So everybody's been affected. And, you know, they allow us to put in local regulations that, you know, could trim it down. So most places are putting in barriers up to it that they want to see you actually had COVID or whatever. We're not. Our local ones open it up that any way that you're affected, you know, mm-hmm. so pretty much anybody's going to qualify. The one qualifier is you have to be under 80 percent of the area median income for Horry County. So if you What's have a that? household with three people. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a table. You can go to HUD.gov and look it up for area median incomes and just go to South Carolina and Horry County. It'll show you a household of one, a household of two, what that income level is at the different percentages. Mm-hmm. And if you're 80 percent or less, you qualify for this program. OK, so, Joey, um, we're speaking with Joey Smoke of ECHO, uh, East Eastern Carolina Housing Organization, echousing.org. Org. Uh, if you want more information, if people want to find out about this rent assistant program, how do they do it? Go to echousing.org and you'll go to get help. And then on the little three lines at the top, you'll see where it says rental assistance program. And it's called ERAP and the application's right online. Or you can call the office, which is 843-213-1798. Mm-hmm. But you can do it right online. One of the case managers will get with the person after they fill the application out and go over the documents that are required mm-hmm. and start that process. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, there's just so many people right. that are listening. There, there's a new in round two, which we're in now. Mm-hmm. They've opened it up where it's not just rental assistance and eviction prevention. Someone that can't come up with a security deposit in the first couple of payments. Yes. We can actually pay through this program, which our other programs cover that also, mm-hmm. is that you go in and we can pay the security deposits in the first three months rent. Wow. So same application. You just wouldn't have any information where it says landlord or rent. You just put NA and someone will get with you and provide that letter that you can take to the landlord. Okay. In that program, you find your own housing, and our other ones from HUD and the VA, we actually have people to go out and do the housing search and provide the services. Well, Joey, you're a wealth of knowledge. Um, echousing.org is the website if you want more information about ECHO. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.